This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, this is Chef Art Smith caught right here from Homecoming and we're the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Okay, all you runners out there, I used to be a runner, ran two marathons, and a bunch of, what do you just half one, what do you call them? Half marathons. Half marathons, whatever. 10K, 10K. Keep running, keep eating. Thank you. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 132 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. We're so happy to have you here with us today. We are. I am so excited about the content that we have for this episode. You're saying that because we got to travel. Because we got to travel, yes. And we made the most of the trip, as you'll see in the coming weeks. Yes. Um, <laughs> we got the opportunity to head back up to the Orlando area and do some running, eating, and drinking yeah. around the Disney property. Oh, and it was good. And while we're not normally or not exclusively a Disney podcast, I think no. it is important for us to cover some Disney on the show because Disney is a destination for millions of people a year. To travel to, but also it is a destination for runcationers. That's how we first got started running. Yeah, uh, with the Run so, Disney races uh, at the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend, back when they would do the Wine and Dine as a relay. Yes. Well, <laughs> Disney has not brought back runs. No, we are really hoping so because we registered for some in 2021. And we're training for one specifically in January of 21, of course. Mm -hmm. the, that would be Disney Marathon Weekend. That yes. we are supposed to be running with the proprietor and the namesake of the restaurant from which we are doing our food and drink from today's episode. Let me tell you, since... Disney reopened in July. Okay. We have been there twice. Yes. Because, you know, it's a place to travel. We've been to Clearwater. We've been in all these Florida destinations mm -hmm. because that's local travel for us. And we've been able to kind of venture out and resume runcationing, although it's not for races proper. Not organized race events. Right. Because... All of those, for the most part, at least in our area, mm -hmm. our corner of the country, have gone virtual. Right. So we've been there twice. And it has taken me since July and our two trips to get a reservation for homecoming brunch. <laughs> that is Chef Art Smith's homecoming, the restaurant. And uh. 
his brunch meal. Yum, yum, just yum. So we might be talking about that one to, on today's episode. We are, in fact, yes. And you mentioned that races proper have not resumed where we are. No. So we're bringing sadly. virtual races to vacation destinations. Yeah. If, if uh, I, I joked with some people that saw us on the property and they're like, is there a race going on? We're yeah, like, yeah. We're like, well... There is, but it's not Disney. Um, if Disney's not bringing the races back, we're bringing the races to, to Disney. Disney. Yes. We forged a path. We... Well, to be fair, they paved a path I mean, they us. paved it, but we, we, we decided it. which path we would be running. Yes, true. And we went to one of our favorite resorts with a perfect type of path, which would be the boardwalk. And we'll talk about that. And we brought the virtual race from one of our favorite virtual race providers. Bill and Christina have been on the show before. They are from Metal Chasers. Metal Chasers is a company that's doing absolutely amazing Mm. virtual races. These virtual races, you sign up for, you run them wherever you want to, whenever you want to. You get awesome race swag including a medal and a fantastic bib yeah a bib yeah and each of those races benefits a different charity Mm-hmm. yes we have had virtual races from their website before that have benefited the pinky square foundation mm-hmm. the race that we're featuring this week it supports a different charity And we're going to tell you right now, we're geeking out a little bit. Um, As you all know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we're Marvel and Star Wars nerds. We are. And that goes hand in hand with Disney because Disney, of course, is the parent company that owns basically my childhood. Now. If they would just (laughs) buy Mattel so that they could get Masters of the... Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Mattel? Mattel or Hasbro? If they would buy Mattel and Hasbro, then they literally have would my own entire your childhood. childhood locked up because then they would have Masters of the Universe and G.I. Joe locked in. Yes. Yes. So And and Mattel would be like all the, the Barbie, although that was not cartoons, but it was like also, my, ch- my childhood. No, I'll say also not my childhood, like but that would be your childhood. The dream car, yeah. the dream house. The, the dream Jeep. You're my Ken, though. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a real life Ken, even though we we don't, Disney doesn't own our entire childhood. No, just most of it. So <laughs> it, it, it all makes perfect sense. It all sure. fits together. Yeah, we're really trying. Very well. And people there, um, I guess we can just kind of, you know, we're segueing into the yeah. run segment here. Uh, We've previewed what's going to be on the show. Now let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, people were kind of excited to see a couple of folks running around with race bibs on because we had, yeah. our, we were wearing our bibs. We had our running yes. gear on. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned it, we did our first part of our runcation that we created for ourselves. Mm-hmm. At Disney's Boardwalk. 
Yes, we stayed at the Boardwalk Villas. And shout out to the Magic for Less Travel. Not a sponsor, but... Friends of the show. Friends of the show. And Mr. Mike Rallman, who... Guest on the show. Was a guest on the show to talk about bringing Disney home. And he brought Disney back to us and helped us plan this runcation. He did. And it was really painless. I mean, he, he got the... A phenomenal deal for us. Oh my goodness! And I can't tell you how many times I, I would email back and forth with him about, oh well, what if we did this and what should we do this and, oh my gosh! And he just we and then settled you, and on. And then hold on, and then you got on his podcast. I did, and you yeah, called yes. in to ask a question. The BR Guest Podcast, because <laughs> I needed him and I needed members of his chat, his live chat when he records the live show, and I said, well. Should where should we stay? How long? Where uh, we need advice, and they were just so great to us. They really were. Yeah, and they were one hundred percent correct in uh-huh. recommending to us to split our stay, which we did. Yes. So we stayed at a couple of hotels over the mm-hmm. period of four days, mm-hmm. and yeah. had a phenomenal time. Oh, and we fantastic. had a great opportunity to bring these races with us. We brought mm-hmm. three of these 5Ks from Metal Chasers with us. Yes, and I think the series is currently standing at maybe eight or nine events. Well, they they have a huge body of work to yeah. draw from. They're, mm-hmm. They are creating new medals and races, and mm-hmm. they're, they're either 5 or 10K, or I believe we now have one half marathon in the mix. We do. And we are just junkies buying them all up, partly it's because true. Disney canceled their races out in Anaheim, California, long before there was a pandemic. Right. We missed those races out in California. We covered the very last race weekend that was uh, Marvel-themed, superhero-themed. I believe they coined it as superhero-themed. That was an easy way for them to kind of encompass everything, call Mm -hmm. it Superheroes Weekend. Yeah. And it was in honor of, you know, like the half marathon was my favorite girl, Black Widow. That was the final one. Mm -hmm. So we miss them. So we are so glad that you indulge our geekery and dedication <laughs> to the Marvel universe. Well, uh, the the wonderful thing is these medals are great. The the charities are deserving, and the fact of the matter is they have plenty of other stuff on their website. Oh, and sure. We're link to their website to yeah. give you options that are not necessarily Marvel or Star Wars themed. Although I can't understand why you wouldn't want to run one. Just there. saying. There are ones, there's there's even a pandemic-themed one, there is. like social distancing. And they have all sorts of other themes, individual races, so you don't have to necessarily do a race series like we're doing because we are just dedicated Marvel nerds. Let's be real. They have all sorts of themes, themes that will warm your heart and support organizations that are doing great work in communities. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at their website right now. And and, and you know what? I want to try some of their gear too. Personally, I just they have like um uh, bib fasteners mm-hmm. I'm interested in and and shirts and they have a great Facebook group. They have a couple of different Facebook groups like if you're just in this Avengers Assemble series, you can post just to that and then they have Metal Chasers proper. Right. And they're I was drawn to them because of their philosophy, my race, my pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, we are big fans of that one ourselves. In fact, I just posted something about that in our Facebook group, the Runcation Nation. Yes. And this gave us a chance to run this race at our pace in one of our favorite places. Yes. So we're at the Disney Boardwalk Villas staying, <gasps> and the boardwalk itself gives you the ambiance of a classic, um, you know, kind of like the uh, um, bo- classic boardwalk, not carnival experience, although when everything is open and going, it kind of feels that way. Like Atlantic City like type? Like an Atlantic City thing? boardwalk That's what setting. I think yeah. of when I think of it. Because when they are not in this period where Disney has reopened at a limited capacity and not everything is fully open and fully going, it it's a great atmosphere when everything is fully open, it just reminds me of what I have seen in the movies and on television about like the the Atlantic City at night. Yeah, street performers, margaritas, pizza. There, you can just. I mean, it's it's a fun atmosphere, and they have a lawn out there outside of uh, the boardwalk at the hotel. hotel. Where they'll do yoga in the morning or they'll do movies for families and kids at night. I think that's so cool. They bring out this big inflatable screen and they mm-hmm. they get the movie going and you can just pull up a, a, a beach towel and, and yeah. sit there and watch it and just have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they do it at the pool too. It's, it's so, it's themed very well, but the number one reason that I like that we ran a couple of our races in this area was... Because it reminded me of a great time in our lives where we ran a Run Disney race, and this was part of the Run Disney course. And I could feel a little bit of that race magic coming back. Yes. Um, whenever you do the half marathons at Disney World, as you're heading into, I want to say, mile 10 and 11 is usually when it gets you out of um, Hollywood Studios, running yeah. along the water, yep. taking you over to, uh, yep. to the boardwalk, and then you run around the boardwalk, and mm. you come in the backside of Epcot. And that is basically mm. running a half a half of the circle. So you're yeah. running about half a mile, 0.4, uh, 0.4 of a mile along the boardwalk. Oh, and usually during the races, there are podcast groups like the BR Guest Podcast Lizards, like um, there are several different groups. There could be employees from Disney and they're just all along outside the Boardwalk Bakery, outside Abracadabar, outside of Trattoria Forno, all along the Boardwalk, cheering on runners mm-hmm. and giving high fives. And while we were there, we were running this 5K. We, mm-hmm. we basically did it as laps around the lake. And it's a beautiful view. And then along the water heading. You did, you did a little arm heading out towards Hollywood Studios, I think, on one of your runs. Well, not on this one because we stayed together for this one. For this one, yeah. But, I mean, we, we, did, but yeah. we do a couple <clears throat> of runs here. And at one point, you go out to that arm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this takes you literally along part of the race course from the actual races. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, 
people noticed the bibs that we were wearing. Yes. And were actually cheering us when we finished our race. They were clapping and we were we were still in the middle of the race and people were checking out of the hotel in the morning and they were like, Hey, is there a race going on? Yay, good for you. When we when we told them it was a virtual that we were taking to Disney, they were so excited and I can just remember this older couple outside of Boardwalk Bakery having their morning coffee and applauding us mm-hmm. as we were coming into the home stretch of our race and it was great. And I had somebody yell to me, Are you running a virtual? Oh. And I'm like, Yes, They're like, all right. Yay. So it was really great. And yeah. everybody was just so awesome about it. And yes. like I said, our race course was, mm. was the circle. So we would run from the, uh, from Boardwalk the Boardwalk ba- Hotel. Yeah, the Boardwalk Bakery is kind of where we started. Yeah, yeah the Boardwalk Bakery is right next door. So mm-hmm. we would run a, basically laps around the lake or about 0.8. Mm-hmm. So we would do a, almost four full laps. Yeah. So it it was just, it was a beautiful view. And we don't have a bell for this part. It was But it humid. was very humid. We were running next to a lake. That's to yeah. be expected. Yeah. And it's Florida. It's not still, I, I see the posts. I see the social media about some people, our northern friends, and their weather cooling off. Makes me so jealous. In addition to the actual live races that you all have starting to go on in certain places. We but are starting to see rumors of that, yes. We're, we're hopeful, but jealous of your weather because it was indeed, even in September, mid-September, it was humid and there was a lot of sweat. Yeah, uh, our, <laughs> we, we were up and out by, oh, I don't know, we weren't like super early. We no. did, we wanted to get coffee at, um, at Boardwalk Bakery mm-hmm. and, and let the sun come up a little bit. One of the other things we had to look out for is that boardwalk is rather slippery when wet. Oh, yes. And they, they pressure wash it overnight. So mm. we wanted to make sure that we tried to give it a little bit of time to dry off some. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't give it enough time, but well, that's okay. We were just, we were being careful. But... The heat index for us was probably in the low to mid nineties by nine a.m. Yeah, and it was it was pretty pretty sticky the whole way around. So ding ding mm, ding, ring yeah, the bell. There you go. Yeah. So the course was beautiful. The scenery. We were happy to be on the Disney property, completing a fabulous race from Metal Chasers, which was themed after maybe my second favorite Avenger. Really? Well, I mean, you know that Black Widow is my I know that girl. Black Widow is your first, yes. But The Incredible Hulk, I grew up on that series as a kid. Oh, you're going back to the Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby and uh, Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Lou Ferrigno. Should play the music right here. Mm. And and like, you know, you We'll get a takedown notice you from can, YouTube. Can't yeah, we're not that. gonna do it, but you can I can hear it in my head. As we're talking about it, mm-hmm. I can hear it in my head, and I just uh, he I, I, there's something so relatable about you know that that character and the trials and the tribulations gone through in that series. Mm-hmm. So it this is like my my second favorite hero to run, and it was the first in the series from Metal Chasers, and I also like that speaking of childhood, that it benefits the 
Children's Health Fund. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we've got um, such an amazing medal and a virtual run that we get to do that benefits a phenomenal charity. And if you head over to their website at childrenshealthfund.org, you can see Mm -hmm. all the amazing work that they do, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of assisting with health care, disaster relief, you know, advocacy education yeah they they are just doing amazing work and the fact that we got to do something to assist them i think that's pretty cool yeah i it's it's awesome so metal chasers partners with some amazing charities and organizations doing great work in this case for children who need help in getting the best health care and the best education as far as health care goes. Absolutely. So. Now, we did um, a little post-race or post-run uh, Instagram Live when we were there. We did. We showed off the medal mm-hmm. and all that. Let's talk about the, the, me- uh, the medal a little bit here. I so enjoy the heft of this medal. And the fact that it, it had kind of like a, a gray, almost like a diamond-shaped frame. Mm-hmm. And then that classic green fist coming through coming through the wall. Yeah, like it's punching almost through like the it's metal. punching through the metal. Right. And the the text on the metal was just was etched. It was not like here's a sticker. Yeah, what I love about their medals is there is nothing on these medals or about these medals that says that they cut a corner or that it's cheap. It's the quality. Super high quality. Mm-hmm. All of the details on this medal are done in relief or they're etched and then they're filled in mm. with either like a, a colored epoxy or enamel. And that goes to the letters themselves. Mm-hmm. So for all the different writing on the metals, those are all engraved or etched. The thing, the details you were talking about, the fist coming through, mm-hmm. like the, 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 um, it brought it to life. Yeah. The part of the wall where the fist is coming through with that should cracks. be in shadow. That could have just been easily painted. What they did yeah. instead was they filled it with a dark gray kind of smoked glass looking epoxy almost. So it looks like, um, like a, like a gray stained glass creating the shadow around the fist. And Mm. it is just, it gives such a sense of depth to that. It it really accentuates the 3d aspect of it. Yeah. The, the actual race ribbons are double-sided. Yes. And they say smash your run and they look great. And they are just, it's, it is worth running for. Yeah, and this was clearly designed by and made by a fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. For fans. And somebody who is passionate about running and knows that when you complete a race, this is the kind of medal that you should earn. And you want to display. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Cannot say enough about the medal. Oh. Let's talk about the run. Well, talk about the run. Talk about the run. What, you mean like what our strategy was? Yeah. Okay. Well... It was the first one on our runcation, and I was still trying to test out my ankle while still being 
kind of careful on terrain that was slick. Yes, you did have not only the slick terrain of the boardwalk, you also had the hill work, and I'm doing air quotes here. Great podcasting here. Mm. I'm doing air quotes that you guys can't hear when I say hill work um, because there are a couple of sections that that have pretty good inclines as you're heading from, say, the... Yacht and Beach Club up to the International Gateway, like, yeah. Well, no, to the pedestrian bridge heading over towards the Swan and Dolphin. Oh, true. And then you've got that other section that you were talking about to the International Gateway. So two of them. From the uh, boardwalk itself. Yes. Yeah. So those are hills to us, although we know that our friends in Kentucky have hardcore hills. Don't judge us. All right. I'm just saying, and I'm sure elsewhere, you we've had we've had steep inclines on um, overpass, overpass exit ramps, ramps, right? Yeah, whatever you want to say, but um, but yeah, we had we had some hill work. We had a little bit of dampness along the the boardwalk, mm-hmm. and so I kept it easy, and you stayed with me. Yes, for the first one. We kind of, we just kind of walked and shuffled together. Yep. So. So this was, I was very impressed. Um, you know, we've talked about Amy's ankle from, it's, it's been close to six weeks since we mm. last went to Disney mm. and your ankle is just now getting back to normal. Yes. And I'm, I still have some bruise. The bruising is just. Taking forever to go away. Yeah. Really, seriously. But I, I'm i so happy you were impressed yeah. with my performance. You, you did really, really well. Yeah. And, and I even said, I said, look, don't kill yourself out here on, no. this, uh, on this stretch of the boardwalk because right. it's going to be slick. And once mm-hmm. we got out there, sure enough, I mean, it was still quite, quite damp. And yeah. like, okay, just be mindful of that when you're, when you're doing your interval work. Well... I appreciate you staying with me, although I know you could have just killed it. And doing multiple races up there as we talk about them in the coming weeks, we'll be able to talk about different strategies that we took. Yes, because I did do a a run for speed while Mm -hmm. I was up there. Yeah, as did I. You speed demon, you. Oh, hardly. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) speed, that speed work, or even just shuffling as we did in this particular race makes us hungry it does and talking about it even makes me hungry but um Mm. we had the opportunity once we were done running to check out some amazing restaurants up in the disney area and one of our favorites is one that we have talked about on the show before yes but they were one of the i believe one of the first to reopen when they were able to do so safely yes, at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. And this restaurant is owned by and operated by a friend of the show and celebrity chef, yes. Art Smith. Yay. And this is Art Smith's homecoming. Oh, and I was so happy to get a reservation there. We got the opportunity <laughs> to do the brunch, which we've never gotten to do. And I guess that we could have... gone there and got on the wait list and had them text us because I saw that happening. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to have a guarantee 
Sure. So, and I really recommend reservations for brunch. Right now, if you're going to be doing any vacationing at Disney, you have to keep in mind that in the parks, all of the sit-down restaurants are reservation only. And if you're going over to Disney Springs, the sit-down restaurants aren't necessarily reservation only, but reservations are highly recommended. Yes. And that's not just by us. That's actually by the restaurants themselves. I think you really just have to look up the one that you're going to and find out what's going to be the best strategy for you. Yeah. Honestly. And many of those over at Disney Springs, they use this, they use those uh, reservation services. Like like open table. Open table. So if you've got an account and you want to earn Mm -hmm. your open table points, by all means, make your reservation there. Yeah. I was able to get this one through the, my Disney experience app. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even check and see to see if it was available on open table. I don't, I don't think it was, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I just went and that's the first place that I tried it in the, my Disney experience app. And I got, you got it, a reservation. And I was like, guess what? This is where we're going after the run. And then we'll plan everything else around that. Yeah. And we did. Because it's not only the food, but it is the atmosphere and the experience at Chef Art Smith's homecoming. Yeah, this is a restaurant that's pretty centrally located on the property at Disney Springs. It is directly across from uh, Morimoto, mm-hmm. Asia. Not too far from Raglan Road, which we love also. Di- yeah, diagonally across from Raglan Road. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have this perfect trifecta of amazing restaurants oh, right there. Goodness, yes. Um, and they, the three of them couldn't be more different from one another if you tried. Different types of cuisine, but this is just the perfect southern comfort food for a couple of people from the south. Absolutely. So when we start saying southern comfort food, we're talking, especially when we're talking breakfast or brunch, we're talking about things like biscuits and gravy. Mm. Uh, We're talking about uh, eggs benedict. We're talking about, uh, you know, short rib hash and... Fried eggs and, oh, so. French toast. Yeah, and normally, you know, we go and you get a place like this that's got an amazing variety of food. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty easy for Amy and I to each pick something that's. I know where you're going. Going to satisfy us. I know. That's going to fulfill us. We. And it's going to give us each something different to talk about. We didn't do that this time. No. No. It's my fault. It's not your fault. It's my fault. Actually, technically, you called this first. I just said, yeah, this is what I'm going to get. I said, too. I made the reservation. I'm getting the Hallelujah Biscuit. Yeah, it's it's an amazing menu item, so much so that I said, that after a run, this is what I feel like I've got to have, in spite of the fact that everything else looks amazing. And we're going to talk about some of the other stuff, too. Oh, my goodness. But well, I mean... We are going to really dive into the Hallelujah Biscuit. Yes. We're, we're going to talk about that first. Okay. So, the Hallelujah Biscuit. You know, even though our server was so great in making recommendations, I mean, this we whole... walked in with our minds made up. Well, but we did. So we had to do it. So the Hallelujah Biscuit 
is an open-faced biscuit with Chef Art Smith's famous fried chicken, two over-easy eggs, pimento cheese, pecan-smoked bacon, and it's smothered in sawmill gravy with a choice of side item. I just need a moment. (laughs) I need a moment. Yeah. The... Well, let's just break. I just read you the description from the menu, just so you know. My mouth's watering from that. The biscuits that Art Smith serves are totally different than biscuits that you will get. Let's let's talk about another place that we've we've had on the show, Mm. the Flying Biscuit in Atlanta. Beautiful biscuits. Flying Biscuit Beautiful does, does biscuits. these gigantic, yeah, we, we would call them cat's head biscuits uh, when I was growing up because it was the size of a cat's head. And they've got these layer flaky layers. Yeah, they've got layers you can pull apart. That you could pull apart. If you buy, and some people will say, oh, this is sacrilege, but if you buy those biscuits in the tin in the can and yeah. then bake them at home even mm-hmm. it's a totally different um though those have layers as well that's almost almost like a pastry dough that you can type s- layer. separate yeah art smith's biscuits are totally different these are what are called drop biscuits oh and these have a more crumbly texture i love it and these have cheddar cheese Inside of the of the uh, the dough, the, the dough, the I mean, the, it comes. Oh god! As it bakes, you know the it's the, the so cheese good. that's closest to the surface caramelizes and darkens, and so you have a crust. The, the and the cheese that's that's touching the surface of say the baking sheet actually gets crunchy, Ooh, almost the, like Parmesan crisp crunchy. Exactly, but yeah. the biscuit itself stays buttery, mm-hmm. a little bit crumbly, very mm. moist, mm. and it's the perfect vessel for everything else that's going on. It is big. And they are the size, they, easily like, the size of my hand. And <laughs> like enormous. the size of your of your palm. Yeah. And which is bigger than a deck of cards. The fried chicken. <sighs> the fried chicken, which is chicken thigh. They're using chicken thighs. So smart because the dark meat holds up to the frying. The dark meat has the higher fat content. He knows what to flavor it, and they 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 debone it. Oh, so you get this boneless chicken thigh that's perfectly fried. Mm. Oh, and on top, would you would you call that fork tender chicken? I mean, you you don't. This is a knife and fork type of entree because it's an open-faced biscuit. Yes. But you don't need the fork and the knife for the chicken right. itself. I, I hope that makes sense. I agree completely. But, I mean, that two over easy eggs. And you know what? I'm thinking the the eggs that can't, they were perfect, runny over easy eggs that I used to have my dad fix for me growing up. So mm. it was hearkening back to childhood. Dippy eggs. Dippy eggs, I would call it. You mm. know me so well. And, but later on, when we were eating, we saw other Hallelujah biscuits go out and the eggs were a different style. So they are willing to be flexible with that. And not only that, I, 
I didn't even think to do it because I wanted the runny egg. But, so did I. But after seeing somebody do it with a scrambled it egg, looks good. their scrambled eggs were light and fluffy and huge. And it was really almost buttery. It almost looked like half an omelet sitting on top of this biscuit. And I was like, yeah. oh man, that, that looks really good. Like in retrospect, one of us should have gotten scrambled and one of us should have gotten the, the over easy I eggs, even, but I didn't even we didn't even know think to do it. So there's a tip. You can get the eggs however you want. So if you're looking at the hallelujah biscuit on the menu and you're thinking, oh, maybe over easy eggs is not your jam. And for some people, it's not. Some people don't like the texture or the flavor of egg yolk. So for some, it's yeah. just a fear of foodborne illness. They don't want to do anything undercooked. So what? Oh, well, I totally understand that. It's not. They they cook perfectly. But I'm saying you could get different styles of eggs. Right. You know? And then the next item oh. is the caviar of the South, one of pimento the things I grew up eating. Cheese. So you're talking about, you know, pimento cheese oh, is so this good. amazing dip that so is good. just, you know, something I grew up on as a kid. It is shredded usually it's it's shredded cheddar cheese some people or some recipes will have different kinds of cheese in there mm. but it's usually shredded cheddar cheese with diced pimentos or roasted red bell peppers that have been diced up mm-hmm. um, whipped into mayonnaise along with some spices so you get a little maybe a little bit of garlic a little oh. bit of cayenne pepper a little bit of I'm just uh, paprika uh, 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 uh. And you use that as a, <laughs> as a dip very often. You'll see it served with uh, crackers or on, you know, canapes or whatever. You can do anything with it. It's a, it's an amazingly versatile southernism. And if you've mm. never had it, mm. this is a great way to get introduced to it. It's good. So and that, it holds up to the chicken? That pimento cheese, there was plenty of it put on there. I mean, you and know. it got melty. And that meltiness of it gives an additional cheesy sharpness and Mm. creaminess to to the dish. Oh, and I've just, the pecan smoked bacon. Pecan smoked bacon, not something that's actually terribly accessible, at least for us. Usually if we go to the store here locally, you'll see applewood or hickory, Mm -hmm. usually. Yeah. can smoked bacon. These were thick, thick hearty pieces of bacon. Hearty pieces of bacon. And cooked perfectly. Mm-hmm. And just laying perfectly over that fried chicken and with that pimento cheese. And then Let's there talk was... sawmill gravy. Oh, my God. Sawmill gravy is also called milk gravy. This is mm. usually something that's basically a light colored roux so your your butter and flour that are cooked but not allowed to darken and mm-hmm. then f- and then they add milk to that usually mm-hmm. milk salt and pepper and you'll get this phenomenal white gravy that goes really well with biscuits well, and looks like it's got peppery flakes in it well that's usually from the mm-hmm. pepper mm-hmm. but but you can see it but it's the base for what most places do for sausage, sausage gravy. gravy. Sawmill gravy is usually without the sausage. Oh, and th- this is this was just I wanted more of that gravy to be honest with you. Well, okay. I 
Not that it needed it, it okay? No, but you would say just pour it all over. I love it. Just yes. smother the whole thing. Yes, yes, yes. And I would, and that would not have been wrong, you know. Or what we what we should have done is really get the 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 biscuit starter and and get sawmill gravy just so we could have the the biscuit and the gravy. But then you know, I mean, you'd have to roll us right out of there. Some people, you know, it's kind of funny. There's actually out there on the internet, there's this small subculture or subset of people out there that don't think biscuits and gravy is a meal. Oh my gosh, it totally is. Absolutely is. It totally is. These are the is. same people who don't like cilantro. Mm. They're wrong. Just saying. Dana is a cilantro fan. I'm a cilantro fan. <laughs> if you're not, that's okay. It's okay you to do be wrong. You do you. It's okay to be wrong. It's, it's <laughs> you do you. We, we love we all love you. of you. We love you no matter what. if you're wrong. No matter what, but he thinks you're wrong. <laughs> I. So, was there anything else on this biscuit? I mean, we didn't no, mention the kitchen sink. No, but it was. I mean, we could have split it, or I. It. It was huge, and Mike Rollman is right. You need a nap after eating something like that. Oh, absolutely. But why not pair it with a side item? Well, now, this is where we did do... We differed. We did actually differ a little Mm -hmm. bit. So we were good podcasters and didn't get the same thing. Because our server, Allison, who was so fabulous... She was a rock star. She was so great. It was so great to talk to her. She took time to talk to all of her tables. She was on the go constantly, but she never made you feel like it. Yes. And it was Good so way to put it. It was so great to hear from her that they were able to bring everybody back when they reopened Homecoming. Yes. Everybody that wanted to come back was able to come back. And that is not And have a job. Sadly, that's not something that every restaurant's been able to say. And that is that's an incredible thing. That is absolutely incredible. I she I, she knew the menu. She just, she came and she said, okay, so she knew I was struggling with the side item. Mm-hmm. That's where I was starting from. She, she knew. And she was like, well, you know, we also have the side items that are available on our regular menu, not just our brunch menu. So you could have macaroni and cheese. And I said, stop there. I will have mama's mac and cheese. I will have mama's mac and cheese. Yes, please. And <laughs> it it could be a meal in and of itself. So much so that I took some back to our hotel room. Yes. To have later. And that was great because we actually had a microwave in the room and she made a microwave safe, microwave safe container mm-hmm. for us to take it back so I can heat it up. It was great. Let me tell you, the macaroni noodles are huge. And it comes in its own little crock pot, cast iron crock pot bowl. Right. And bubbling over was a cheesy top. A crispy, cheesy top. I think that is, mm. that's the that's the macaroni and cheese I grew up with as a kid. I love it. I, I love mean, it. Don't get me wrong. There was plenty of Kraft mac and cheese served in the Costin household. 
but that was not the the mac and cheese of my mom was making mac and cheese. Like <sighs> that was the thing that I could eat as kind of filler. I loved your mother's mac and cheese. She, oh. would, she would do that baked mac and cheese, mm. and then would cover it with that layer of cheese, and then throw that under the broiler. Oh, it creates a crust after it of after cheese. the whole thing baked. She would then do the extra step of doing that that crust of cheese. Yes, and you when you get this in its little. Um, cast, iron. cast iron crock pot type bowl, vehicle, vessel, vessel, whatever. Then when you broke through with your, with your fork or your spoon, you got that crust, but then you got the, the huge noodle and you got the creamy aspect of macaroni and cheese. So some people like there's extra creamy. Some people like it with that crust and a little bit drier. I think this combines the uh, the best of both. Really. I agree completely. You let me have a couple of bites of it. Oh. I thought it was fantastic. And it's huge side. Actually, that was what surprised me the most was actually the size of your side. <laughs> it was big. It took up almost half the plate. Mm-hmm. And... By the way, this was no small biscuit, and this was no small plate. The whole thing came. No, out. it was so huge. When I tell you that you're getting great value for your money by you going are. to Chef Art Smith's Homecoming, you absolutely are. I mean, the plate was uh, what uh, twenty two dollars, but your side was enormous. Mm-hmm. Yes, and amazing. But yours was no slouch either. Mine was no slouch either. Yeah. I am a fan of grits. And I love grits. Grits is also a thing that can be somewhat controversial because they can be prepared Why? in a number of ways. They can be made from the the company, the manufacturer. It's kind of odd to say manufacturer when it's just corn, but the the company that's making the grits to mm-hmm. sell yes. can do them in a number of different ways. They can make them very finely ground, like say uh, polenta. True. Or they can make them very coarsely ground, like say a porridge. Mm. And mm. they chose a, a grit that is somewhere in between those and this is a much coarser mouthfeel all in all it is and hearty way that he prepares it is just absolutely fantastic where a lot of um a lot of restaurants go wrong is they typically will or many will just boil them in, in water and then hope that some some salt pepper and butter is gonna do it Mm, and I think there's more love in this. There is absolutely more love in this. Mm. My, I, and we didn't get the recipe because, you know, the chef's got to have a secret. Of course. But these, I got the Bradley's grits as my side. Oh. And this is normally a side that you would get um, if, if your dish comes with a side or you can purchase it a la carte for $7. And it's a good sized crock of these very coarsely ground grits. It's six dollars at brunch, just so you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's the. I mean, you can get it at any time of the day. Yes. But and I I'm highly recommend saying, it. And bonus tip. There you go. But they they make theirs very clearly in in the cooking process. They're either using milk or cream, along with butter, butter. and you're getting so just good. this this texture that is 
so hearty and satisfying. It's got some chew to it. You, mm. you, it's not just like a mush that you're, you know, able to just swallow. I mean, you can, but you know, the, mm. the, you've got some good mouthfeel to it. And they're so buttery. The flavor is of course so buttery. They are using some butter to go oh, with it because again, so this so is this is the other area where the controversy happens. Is there there's a small subset of people that that serve grits sweet? Oh, like a cream of wheat type thing. Like a cream of wheat type thing. And to those people, I say, if you want your sweet, get some cream of wheat and leave my grits alone. He's very opinionated am, in this episode, don't I'm you very, think? I am just... He's so opinionated. I, I'm, I'm out of control today. No. He's so opinionated. But the sides are... They they have... They're so flavorful and so good. They really are. And Art Smith's Homecoming does these grits in such a way. Mm. They're not soupy. They they hold up. They've got body. They've got mm-hmm. texture. They've got mm. mouthfeel. Mm. If you tell them that you want cheese on your grits, they'll do it. You don't need it. If you want to get some cheese on your grits, though, I'm sure that that's going to be amazing. These are the same grits that he uses for his shrimp and grits. Oh, and I will tell you also, we have been there in the past, and we have gotten the fried green tomatoes appetizer, Mm -hmm. and we have gotten the uh, thigh-high chicken biscuits. Yes, and I am saying to you, we have also gotten their chicken and donuts, the, the his chicken and donuts. We've eaten our way there. around the menu is what we're saying. But really, I'd like to go back, and I would love to get the kitchen plate and at the non-brunch time, at just any other time, mm-hmm. because that would allow you to get a sampling of three different sides. So you could get the grits, you could get the mac and cheese, you could get... Uh, collards, kale and collards. You could get mashed potatoes. You could get cheddar drop biscuits. Everything that we've been talking about almost plus some. A lot. This is this is a very common thing in a lot of southern home cooking restaurants is to be able to get a plate that's just multiple sides, sides because sides are where it's at. Sides are where it's at, especially oh, in I southern mean, cooking. In southern cooking, you not to take any way anything away. From his fried chicken. No. Okay. No, no. This, this is this is brunch perfection, mm-hmm. and we cannot. Mm. Uh, we, I think that we have we have given you as as good of a description as we can without getting out the video camera and showing you. And somebody, please, in the Runcation Nation, go back and get the Hush Puppy Benedict because <laughs> I want to know about it. I was very curious about this. The idea that you're doing a Benedict, but you're doing hush puppies. Cakes. Hush puppy cakes with fried chicken tenders, poached eggs, griddled country ham, and pimento hollandaise. Hello. Somebody go get this. Really. And and some report back. And report back. And and if somebody could if you could take someone else along to have the short rib hash. We'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate that because that's two sunny side up eggs over short rib hash with grilled corn succotash, potatoes, onions, red bell peppers, Fresno peppers, and it just sounds delightful. So if you are going to be in the Disney area and you're (laughs) wanting a taste of Southern comfort. Oh, Please go no further than Art Smith's homecoming. If mm-hmm. you're there on a weekend and you can get into the brunch, 
get there. Cannot recommend it highly enough. You are going to be so incredibly happy that you did. Just get there. But before we go on and talk about the drink segment, which is also from Chef Art Smith's Homecoming, we want to say thank you. Some of you guys have been purchasing gear from the Run Eat Drink podcast store. We actually had a request. One of our viewers saw and noticed that we had face masks on. On this live broadcast, on, actually. Yeah, we did, for the we Instagram. did Instagram Live for this race. They yeah. saw, saw our, our, our uh, face masks and said, hey, can I get those? Those are going to be going live on the store this week. So mm-hmm. those of you who are, that are, who are out there and you're sporting Run Eat Drink podcast apparel, thank you. Your purchase really do mean the world to us and help us keep the lights on here. Yes. And some of you have taken time to submit ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts to help grow our Runcation Nation. And reading these always gives me a boost and and a lift anytime I'm having a tough day, I can go in there and I can read those reviews. And I know that people out there are getting a lot out of our show. And it makes her tear up. Of course, which you, which you always say. I do. But, yes. that's, but that goes to show you just how much it means to us. Yes. But, you know, the runners and the friends that we've made at races asked us, you know, mm-hmm. how could you support us? Or how could they support us long term? And that prompted us to start up our own Patreon. And at patreon.com slash Podcast, we created three different levels of monthly support, $2, $5, and $10. And each level has unique and special perks. Our show is always going to be free. But if you're looking for a way to support our show because you want to see more behind the scenes or bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and you might see a special interview there. You might see a cooking demo. You might even see a session or a, a special podcast that I'm going to start doing. Yes, Patreon gives us the opportunity to release a special podcast. I'm going to be doing a special series, not just for the $10 level, folks. I'm going to do something for everybody that is going to give them a little bit of extra content. It's going to be a, a little behind the scenes. As you guys know, uh, we started this uh, about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, I was um, over 300 pounds, mm. 220 over 110 blood pressure. Yeah. I'm down 70 plus pounds now, and I am closing in on my ultimate target weight and hoping to get the word from my doctor about getting off of my meds for good. And that's going to be a... Um, an upcoming doctor's appointment in December, <laughs> but I'm going to be doing like a weekly, I don't know, little, like uh, a check-in, like a like check-in, an update, an like update a, a, a uh, diary almost. And this has actually come out of a, a request from the Runcation Nation. A lot of people have said, you know, we loved your episode at the beginning of 2020 telling your story and the things that you do that contribute to your healthy lifestyle and your running, you know, when we're not on vacation at Chef Artsmith's Homecoming. Yes, but, uh, that is absolutely the <laughs> that's exception, an not the rule. That's an indulgence. But we've had a special request. What what it behind the scenes fuels your running and makes your life healthy? And 
this will give our patrons just a little bit of what they're asking for. So that's going to be starting this week. And if you'd like to check that out, head over to patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. Or if you are on Podbean, mm-hmm. our home on the internet for the runny drink podcast, just click on the podcast page at the very top. There's the button that says become a patron and you can support the show. Those same levels are available for you there as well. Both places. And we can't thank everyone enough for supporting the Runny Drink Podcast. So I did kind of spoil it. I said that our drinks are from Homecoming as well. Well, we said that at the top of the show too. So mm. it's not like you didn't spoil anything. Not spoiler. No, you didn't spoil anything at all. Well, we... And this... Hey, you know like in the entree where we were like, well shut up i'm just i'm getting the same thing you're getting mm-hmm. you're getting the same thing i'm getting we diverged in the drink portion of our show we did yeah so i started well no you started i'm sorry well you want me to start yeah, you with s- my choice you start with what your you're choice. saying yeah i well yeah that we have talked about how on the show with Chef Art Smith himself that he has collaborated with people to provide an awesome drink menu that harkens back to a little bit of his heritage and his childhood and his family, mm-hmm. right? So moonshine is part of that, and I can tell you it connects to to my family because we're from West Virginia and my grandfather on my mother's side would talk about moonshine, West Virginia, the coal mine life. And just it, 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 you know, it, it makes me think of the stories and memories that my parents would share with me as a kid. So how could I not get something that had moonshine in the name of it? The moonshine mash which is a watermelon-infused moonshine with fresh watermelon, lime juice, and simple syrup. And so the moonshine wasn't just in the name. It, it was in the no, drink. it was everywhere. And I, I like that it is one of my favorite fruits in the beverage. Guys, let me tell you, Amy <laughs> will destroy... I love a, it. ...about one watermelon a week during the summer here. I love, love, love watermelon. Because it is, you know, we we have an embarrassment of riches here in Florida. Tons of watermelon mm. available. It's usually at the right time of year. At the right time of year, mm-hmm. it's it's perfect. It's super sweet mm. and and available everywhere. And I saw this on the menu. I knew you were going to get it. I knew it. He almost ordered it for me. Almost. I think. I think you. Yeah. It was just like you're going to get that, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Power of suggestion. Got it. And? So <laughs> I like that it was served in what you would normally see um, at like a copper mug. But it but, but what like didn't have a... Like a Moscow mule. Like a Moscow mule kind of vessel. But it was... It didn't have a handle. But it had that kind of vessel that it was served with. And it had... a Watermelon cube kind of as its garnish. Right. I just loved the play on the sweet and the tart. And I will tell you, when I have the watermelon that you say that I just gobble up, 
over the weeks that I can get it. I help you with uh, it. There is a lime powder that we get at Publix. Yes. Yeah. And I like that that doesn't have any salt, but it's kind of just like the essence of lime and the rind and so that you get the tartness mm-hmm. without getting any of the sodium. And I have actually sprinkled that a little bit on the watermelon when I eat it. Ooh. So that I get a sweet and a tart. Okay. And it, I think it helps me with the cravings when we're locking it down and doing the healthy eating. But what I like about this drink when we were indulging is that it it has the same play on the sweetness of that watermelon and the tartness of the lime juice. Okay. And it didn't have a whole lot of simple syrup. Just enough to sweeten just a, just a bit, but not to take away from the watermelon flavor and the lime juice tartness. So I really liked it. My only complaint is that it, it was, it, 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 I needed more of it. <laughs> but, you know, you got to have variety and, and try since we were only having one entree. So True. So what did you have? Well, since we, <laughs> since we weren't driving, it was uh, oh, an yeah. opportunity for me to indulge myself. So I had the Sweet Tea Shine, and we've had oh. this before. This is a, a super popular drink that, that they serve there. Actually, they sell it at their outdoor walk-up bar, and they Love sell that. it in like a to-go um, squeeze bottle. Mm-hmm, like a water get. bottle. And, thing. and you can have that to to walk around the property there and get refills for less. Yeah, it is a bonus. Very simple combination of sweet tea, lemon juice, and moonshine. Mm. So it basically is a grown-up sweet tea with lemon. Under normal circumstances, I don't want anyone's lemon near my sweet tea. But you never get lemon never. in any iced tea beverage never ever but you like it in this i like it in this because i again i think it's the play off of the sweet and the tart when you have the the moonshine Mm -hmm. um an an amazing flavor it's it's just quintessentially southern very refreshing and just amazingly delicious okay but i had a second beverage well, I think that we shared it. I let you have some. Yeah. But yeah. I because ordered this one. When you think brunch, when you think quintessential quintessential brunch beverages. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm mimosa. Getting, you think mimosa, and they do have a mimosa, but they had two separate Bloody Mary offerings. They had a Proud Mary, which makes me think of, you know, like... Tina Turner and Aretha Franklin and <laughs> like some of that music that my parents would listen to growing up. And that's a traditional preparation of a Bloody Mary that mm-hmm. they offer there. But the Southern Mary was what piqued your interest. Yeah, this and was mine. a black pepper vodka. So they actually infused or, or got a vodka that is infused with black peppercorns. Whiskey Willie's Bloody Mary Mix, pecan smoked bacon, Mm -hmm. fried green tomato, pimento cheese, stuffed olives, and a seasoned salt rim. The the accompaniments to the beverage could have made a meal. Yeah, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous drink. But the drink itself, how did you like it? Well, 
the black pepper vodka was not what I expected. I was Why? expecting something to just give me a little bit of heat. And what that actually gave me was the flavor of peppercorns. I so love the flavor of peppercorns. I do too. I love it. And and you got a little bit of heat there as well. So it was kind of a double whammy. I think that they did an amazing job there. Whiskey Willie's Bloody Mary mix. I've never had it before, but it was very flavorful. Not yeah. not too tart, not too sweet. Mm. Um, the And of course, the accompaniments, the smoked bacon was great. The and the fried green tomato wasn't super huge. It was just right. Just a little bite. Just a little bite. And the pimento cheese stuffed olive. Mm-mm. I mean, come on. Oh. That was great. And Caviar then, of the salt? Yeah, and then the seasoned salt rim to give you that little salty hit when you're taking a sip. Ugh. Which is different from the peppercorn flavor in the drink. Very much so. So it gives you different layers of peppery flavor. And you get the salt and pepper play mm. as you're having the beverage. I can't recommend this one enough. I think it's worth it. I mean, alcoholic beverages at brunch, tend they can be pricey. Yes. But I think that you're getting your money's worth because this was a was a tall beverage. Tall beverage, lots of accompaniments. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're going to Disney and you're going out to eat, you kind you know. of know that you're you're opening up your wallet. Mm-hmm. So. You know, this is an indulgent kind of celebratory meal and we were celebrating the completion of our 5K and the supporting of that charity and supporting of Metal Chasers and the great work that they all do. And getting to actually travel some. And getting to actually travel. That helps. It, I just loved these beverages. And I would go back again and again to Chef Art Smith's homecoming. So and were you- I really hope that we get to go there with him after we complete races in January. I was going to say, we're supposed to be celebrating. I'm hoping we get to celebrate with him there in January. Yeah. Do you know that they have two different mimosas for their brunch? Just, I'm, I, I know I'm kind of. I did see that. Throwing it for, they have a blueberry mimosa, which I've never seen before. So I definitely think that this would be a great place to celebrate the completion of a race that returns to Disney. I couldn't agree more. So hopefully we will get that chance in January. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Fingers crossed. We'll let you guys know as soon as we know. In the meantime, we have lots of virtual races to recap coming up. Yes. Uh, additional food and beverage offerings f- in and around uh, the Disney World area. Yes. We got the opportunity to check out a bunch of cool places that you're going to love and have an amazing series of races for you to run there or wherever you would like. Anywhere. From Metal Chasers. Mm -hmm. So we can't wait. In the meantime, there are many ways that you can support the show. You can share the show on social media, give a shout out, tag us, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Purchase red swag like we were talking about earlier. Be on the lookout for those new masks on uh, Pure Creative Apparel's website and our website coming soon. But if you want to become a friend and a patron of the show and get that bonus content like that new series that Dana is going to do over on Patreon, head to patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. 
And if you're a Podbean user, you can click on the button at the top of our podcast page on Podbean that says become a patron. Or if you want to go there directly, go to patron.podbean.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. We thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. But for now, I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.